0: This week on Belonging, we'll talk to Father Nick Allen, the Associate Pastor at the Cathedral of the Incarnation.
1: You think about it, I mean, this place is over 100 years old. (laughs) How many saints have sat in these pews, prayed, went to Mass, participated in the sacraments, and are now praying for us um, because they see this parish, that that was their parish. Mm -hmm. And so they're now praying for those people at that parish. (laughs) Um, It's always very humble.
0: On this episode of Belonging, the show for young Catholic adults, next.
2: This program is made possible by the generous donations of Jeannie and Bill Stayskull, members of Christ the King Parish in Nashville, and by a grant from the Cook Foundation take advantage of the many opportunities for young people in the Nashville diocese to connect and find belonging. Like University Catholic, a community of college-age students who are serious about their faith and unite in fellowship and friendship to deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to universitycatholic.org to find out more. You can also connect with young Catholics like you by attending events like Summit Music City. It's a night of music followed by adoration and reconciliation. It's free and open to young people of all faiths. Go to soundscatholic.com. Or try Theology on Tap, where you can gather with other people in their 20s and 30s like you, who wanna learn more about their faith while enjoying a beverage together. Join Theology on Tap Nashville on Facebook for events and times.
0: And welcome to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio, where each week we interview different guests, detailing different parts of young adult life, whether it be relationships, uh, finance, just about everything uh, for young adults here in the Diocese of Nashville. Uh, We're joined each week by Father Javon, the chaplain at University Catholic, and doing just about everything in the diocese. And my name is Zach Jansen. I'm a 24-year-old living in Middle Tennessee and uh, here to co-host this show. Uh, this week we're joined by Father Nick Allen, the associate pastor at the Cathedral of Incarnation. has a great history here in the city of Nashville at Father Ryan and St. Phillips. Uh, I believe the two live together, Father Javon and Nick Allen, Father Nick. So we'll cover that later. And, and yeah, let yeah, But Father, thank you for being here on the show today.
1: Definitely. You're welcome. Glad to be here.
0: So he seems so excited. And uh, just, just the history is so real there. So uh, as I was saying, so you two share the same house. Uh, we <laughs> Goodness. Different floors, but same house. <laughs> but I, I love seeing your history and in, in your past here in Nashville, um, through, through Father Ryan and St. Phillips. Sounds awfully similar to somebody else in the room, I guess. Yeah, um, I had a
1: few before. I had a few other things before that, but that's all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, t- tell us about your your. T- was that where you started here in Nashville? Was it Father Ryan, or do you have something to, before that here when you came to Nashville?
1: Well, I've uh, been ordained for almost thirteen years.
0: Congratulations!
1: Uh, thank you. Oh. Uh, getting there. <laughs> um, Started out uh, my first uh, six years, I was associate pastor at St. Matthew, uh, which has a school chaplain of Father Ryan High School, and director of the youth program for the diocese. So I guess the bishop figured my um, mental level was right around teenagers, and that's where he put me. So we
0: <laughs> <laughs> never thought about that, but yeah. <laughs> It works. Oh No, but we, you deal with all ages, huh? I, li- I like hearing uh, other shows where you're on. We you talk about t- you'll deal with middle schoolers or high schoolers, and the next day you're te- talking to college kids. Oh, yeah. You seem to cover it all, huh?
1: Well, and I was at uh, St. Rose for several years um, where that has, you know, an elementary school plus a college. MTSU was over there. Yeah. And, uh, so, and then, you know, took a little time off, then came, uh, I was at St. Philip last year, and now I'm at Cathedral. So I've, I've basically dealt with all ages from two to – 102.
0: <laughs> it's w- fine. Wow. it's well, one, one thing I noticed that's neat, just hearing about the changes, I guess, in, in parishes and, and assignments and things like that, uh, I noticed you'd mentioned just how often it can change um, as, as a priest. What is that like, I guess, from both of your perspectives, uh, going from either a high school and then to, to a parish? Uh, but but me mo- being moved to different assignments, uh, What is that? Is that a challenge at all, especially if it's more frequent?
1: It is. I mean, it's it's one of those that, you know, there's a blessing and uh, there's uh, joy in, in all assignments, but there's also that disappointment when you leave any assignment. Wow. Um, you know, it's great because you're going into a new place, you're meeting new people, you're forming new relationships, but there's also a mourning because you're leaving these people you've grown to know, you've grown to love. One of the beautiful things about the priesthood is that whatever assignment we we have, whether it's chaplain, whether it's associate pastor, pastor, whatever it is, we are placed there as a father for those souls. Mm. And it doesn't matter what your position is. It doesn't matter really even how long you've been there, that time so you form these wonderful, beautiful relationships with people. And so, yes, when you leave, there is this sense of mourning that happens. Mm. But, you know... It was funny, uh, before I was ordained, I had, um, friends of mine who were not Catholic and they were always so concerned that I was going to get, I was never going to get married, I was never going to have kids <laughs> and all that stuff. And I It's still true. <laughs> it's still true. You're they're right. You're right. Ooh, okay. <laughs> but okay. Um, but... I mean, like I said, when I was first ordained, I was at Father Ryan, I was at St. Matthew, I was at the youth office. And I called my friends and I joked with them. I said, Guys, guess what? I have like 400 elementary school uh, students and over 1,000 teenagers spread across the diocese, and I still get to go home to quiet. <laughs> <Be that.
3: laughs> yeah. I remember one, my, one time my mom was complaining that, you know, I'm never going to have uh, grandsons and granddaughters. And I remember I was in this class teaching, we you know the students were doing something. So I just took a picture and so here it is 25 of them
0: come, come love <laughs> then yeah my, my favorite joke that you had on your uh, on the other show I enjoyed listening to Was that uh when you're when you're married you have to someone to say you're right to and yes dear and they joked that if you're a priest you have about 10 or 15 women you have to say yes to and there at yes church. ma'am right. yes I'm ma'am wrong. yeah over at the, at the parishes um, and they will tell you that you're wrong you yeah, know quickly as they, yeah you know, father that's not right. So okay, we all at St. Philip's at the same time at all? Oh or no, I, just don't th- I
3: don't I don't think a parish can handle both of us at the same
0: time.
1: <laughs> that would <laughs> I think we should challenge the bishop just to see what would happen, just for the fun of it. I don't, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you just missed each other then. Yeah, right? I left and he came. Right. Wow. So we, we enjoyed before the show started talking about what you can eat on Fridays as far as reptile. You can have gator bacon, and you kind of mentioned your your time in the South. So is that where you were in the seminary? Was there in New Orleans, okay. or were you just wow? And we're
1: so Notre Dame in New Orleans. And
0: how old were you going through uh, that process of your education? You were
1: old. <laughs> no. Just FYI, he's what three years younger than.
0: You're still older than I am. Three
1: years. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> so I went down to New Orleans. I think I was 22. Um, I was 22 to, uh, when I entered seminary and graduated when I was 29. So
0: so had you just finished an undergraduate degree at 22? Or were you, in, were you working
1: or in college? We had a... Uh, <laughs> A trial a year at other things, (laughs) (laughs) other than
3: college. That's
1: awesome. No, I started college when I was uh, went right from high school to college, and about a year and a half later, I discovered that parting was not a major. Guess not. (laughs) I would have been really good at it, but unfortunately, it was not a major. So um, I actually left. I uh, was working a restaurant. I got to uh, they asked me to become the general manager. So I actually left college because I figured, hey, I got my life together. I'm going to do this. And then God, a couple of years later, said, "No, you don't. You're gonna come do this." <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did you hear of? Like we talk about vocation, like hearing it, it's a it's a call and then an answer from God. Is that how it felt for you at 22? Then in those years of your 20s? Well,
1: it, it was funny because you know the whole time I was doing it, there is, you know, I always relate to uh, go, relate back to Saint Augustine. You know, when he had his conversion, he talked about the fact that there's this place inside our soul that God creates. There's this infinite void, not void, but space in our hearts that only He can fill. We can try to fill it up with material things, finite things, but when you try to fill an infinite hole with a finite thing, it's never going to work.
0: Even the parting, like you mentioned, is like not, it only goes so far. You know,
1: it's interesting. I
3: was in a wedding the other day, and the priest uh, was talking about how even the wife and the husband will not fulfill your desires.
1: Yes. Wow.
3: It's not, you know, you're not, it's not meant for happiness? No, no, because only God can fulfill your desires. Mm-hmm. And then he said on his um, marriage prep, he said, do you think, you know, because oh, it's beautiful, they're in love and all that stuff. And, and the priest asked, do you think that your husband will fulfill your desires? And this is yes. And then it's like, no, <laughs> the answer mm-hmm. is no. Only God can fulfill all your desires. Yes, mm-hmm. in a sense, in a, in a in a finite way, yes, your husband will. Yes, your wife will. But if we really be honest with ourselves only
0: with ourselves only god can fulfill ourselves so you can't make an idol out of the other person what you're saying exactly like it's yeah. meant to be we broken can't,
1: you know we can't uh if we can't be happy alone with god we're not going to be happy mm. that's it doesn't matter what we have who we have um you know to go back to your question you know yeah i was you know i, I, mean, I wasn't a, like an extreme party holic. i mean but uh, you know went out, I dated, I was actually engaged for a little bit and Mm -hmm. it didn't matter how much money I was making, what kind of car I was driving or, um, you know, who I was dating or whatever there was something in me that said, no, this isn't it.
0: So when you were to the point of engagement, what was on, what were you feeling at that time? What was on your heart? Um, so would you, would you have been 20 or 21, I suppose? I was
1: 20 when I was engaged.
0: Mm -hmm. And did Um, you just have a a different feeling in your uh, heart or as as far as what I wanted to discern?
1: More or less, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of things. Granted, uh, you know, the relationship we both were, you know, that I always hated it when uh, my uh, mother or father would say, "Well, you're just in love with the idea of being in love. You're not actually in love with her." I'm like, "No, mom, I'm in love with her." Um, (laughs) See more about that.
3: That's that's a that's a deep.
1: It is, and that's it's one of those that now I can look back and say, you know what, you're. I was that they were right. Hopefully my parents will Don't know. let them know that. I was about to say, hopefully my parents will never hear this show. So. <laughs> but that idea of being lo- in love with the idea of being in love. Wow. Um, sometimes we want to love so much, which is a good thing. We want to love. God created us to love. But going back to what Jesus said, unless you love God first. And so we want this person to love and we have this idea that we are created to love and so we cling to that first person that truly we think is the world and we overlook so many red flags so to speak Um, every person is imperfect every person we're gonna have those things we're like eh, we need to work on that hmm. but um there are times where there's some serious red flags that come up and we're so in I, we're so in love with being in love that we look past and we're like yeah that's not a big deal that's not going to be well, whenever we get married that will change exactly and that's when unfortunately divorce happens because it doesn't change
0: yep Wow. We talked about how love is more than a feeling. It's a, it's a decision, but that, that stuck with me so much. When you mentioned that we had an episode on marriage, how you said you almost don't like being a part of them because you They're not ready. Most yeah. Not
3: and, and I think that's interesting that this week, last weekend we had a, a grad student retreat and the, the speaker was talking about the serenity prayer, you know, Lord help me to change the things that I can change. And, uh, accept the things that I can change. And he was like, That prayer is easy. There are three things that we cannot change. The past, the future, and others. There are two things that you can change. The present and yourself. I was like, that's really good. You know, (laughs) but it is, you know, and those are the things I can't change the past. Mm -hmm. The past have to help us to be better. Yes, you did this mistake. Yes, you, you commit this sin. Yes, move on. You can't control the future because you never know that it's going to get there. Mm. And you can't change others.
0: Yeah. But you know, never the on. only
3: thing that we can work is with ourselves and the present. Mm. How can I be better today? How can I? be better today and I think that's you know crisis in marriage and everything is like I've been trying to change my husband for 15 years yes I'm glad that you understand by now that you can't because he's not going to change he only can change himself and you only can change yourself Mm -hmm. how are you going to answer
0: your husband, you know, because that you can change, that you can control. Other than that, you just can't. It's up to them if they want to change the habits in their life that are maybe detrimental to them, or change the way they, they load the dishwasher or do the laundry. And, and I like have to that.
3: change not because of my husband;
0: I have yeah. to change because of myself. Wow, Jeez, that's powerful. I, I enjoy seeing all the change uh, in, in your lives as well. We've, we've even talked about um, with Bo here just how much you've changed, you cat, and things like that. Is, it, is that just what you see? Like you see more potential for like what can be done I know like physically the change with like the actual building itself the facade but also the way things are done with talks and retreats but
3: I think that if we believe in what we believe you know and I think like and I told you this before that I asked to be at UCAT. Yeah, yeah, that was you know, awesome, actually. Was I like asked shit. to be at UCAT, and then I said, "This building sucks." You know, <sighs> you I mean, it is. And okay. I, and if I if I'm gonna tell the students that tut- tut- this is important, that they are important, we have to change. Mm. You know, we had like the seventies on that building before. It was, like dark. <laughs> and, you know, those that was great when it was painted in the seventies and eighties. Now it's different. So. And then people start to, you know, to change. I remember we were coming back from March for Life last year, and this guy had, like, a sweater. And he said, you know, I, I'm i proud to wear this yeah. because this shows who I am. And I can go on campus, and, and I can show that I'm part of something that is bigger. Wow. And there's a kind of little stuff like that. So that's kind of where, you know, but... Every day we have to form then, You know, every day it's like, okay, guys, you know, and I and I, I, feel like my parents now in a way is like, okay, people, you have to actually wash your dishes. You know, the trash is not going to go to the trash can by yourself. You actually have to. So how can I form then? You know, how can I? I was talking to somebody. I feel it was you. I don't know what they did. Oh, they were putting, you know, paper towel on the toilet and flushing. So it got clogged. And then somebody's like, don't they have like a home? It's like I guess not because they're doing this, you know. So like how can I form danza like, guys? This is a blessing that we have this building and we have to take care of it. And that goes by don't flash you know, yeah <laughs> paper towel. It, it doesn't just solve. Yeah. It just becomes a thing and
0: it's gonna back up. So stuff like that. It's part of the responsibility yeah. of it. But you're you're an amazing leader though and you have and I'd like to ask you about your time. It was with change and then at the cathedral as well just I like, like like mentioning to your past show that you were on but just how you were just about to go transfer to the cathedral and you said oh, well, I knew some people there I knew the that father Eric and was kind of knew some of the parishioners but where, where how much has changed in a year already or have you been there for one year Not or,
1: yet. we came in uh, August uh,
0: hasn't has been a it's year almost, yet yeah, almost, wow. July, yep. well how much how much has changed in that time as far as like how involved you are and how, just how you know the, the city I guess and just that whole building and has it has it really changed your life in the past year
1: well I mean just little things change it's funny the biggest thing is, is um, you know as a priest we have just like anybody else we get into our routines and you yeah. know we have our routines of how we pray where we pray what we pray all these things and it changes whenever you move, um, not necessarily for bad or for good. It just... just
0: does. Places
1: change and times change yeah. uh, because you have different meetings and things. So in th- the needs that are at the cathedral were different than the needs at St. Philip. And so you find... So, a, you know, yes, a lot has changed, but at the same time, there's a lot that just kind of stays the same in the sense that what I'm doing is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's spiritual direction, whether it's helping prepare for marriage or marriage issues, um, Mm. counseling, whether it's celebrating the sacraments. You know, all that is there, and it was the same as any other parish I've been at. But, you know, the needs are different. Um, The focus sometimes is different. You know, Cathedral is a, a very multifaceted place in the sense that it draws people from all over the diocese.
3: Yeah, cathedral, people go to the cathedral because their it's families the went, you know, so it's like we wow. have people from, I don't know, I think last time Father Ed was saying, it's like 57 zip codes <laughs> going to the cathedral. You know, it's like, oh, my mom, you know, like uh, they were, Catherine and her family like, my mom was here, my grandmother was here. So I still come to the cathedral, even though they live, whatever, you know, but they came back and like because this is my parish. This is my parish that my parents were baptized. My my parents got married. This is the parish that I got baptized. Wow. That's where I got married. So that's where I come. That's why my kids got baptized. Hopefully, that's where my kids are gonna get married. So wow. they could they don't have that being the church of the whole
0: diocese. Wow. So you to speak. You, you do it for the ones who came before you. Is like the real part of yeah. the family.
1: That's and it's neat to be a part of that history. Um, I mean, it always amazes me. And I guess you know, it's Saint Philip's, The going into the old chapel and praying in the old chapel was yeah. always amazing because. You think about it. I mean, this place is over 100 years old. How many saints have sat in these pews, prayed, went to Mass, participated in the sacraments, and are now praying for us um, because they see this parish that that was their parish. Hmm. And so they're now praying for those people at that parish. Um, it's, It's always very humbling. Uh, especially in the older parishes In any parish But in the older parishes especially That's always brought to my mind
3: And to see the people's life getting transformed You know and it, it, It's like Especially working with young adults And you know With kids is like I remember And I think I told this story before I was at Father Ryan This kid He's a seminarian today You know We were talking And you know During spirit direction He started to cry And I said "What's What's going on buddy? He's like I don't know. (laughs) My heart is just kind of, and I said, do you know what's happening? He's like, no, it's that you fall in love with Jesus. And then he's like, that's it. Wow. That's it. And, you know, and then that's it. You know, he prayed. He was, you know, he was in the chapel every morning. He, You know, we pray morning prayer together. You you know, he was doing adoration, all that stuff. And then he allowed his heart to be fulfilled by the love of God. And then when you have that, that's it. Hmm. You know, I have a, I have a, a student, she, 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 she's not Catholic, but then she came to daily mass, she came to daily adoration, you know, she's there every morning and afternoon. You
0: know? Even though she's not Catholic.
3: She's not Catholic, and then she came, it was funny because one day after mass, the focus missionaries and two other students and her came and said, Father... We need to talk. I was like, that's never good, you know. When <laughs> <laughs> when you have like four girls coming to me, we need to talk. And then he's like, you know, they were like, okay, talk, say it. And she's like, Father, I'm ready. It's like for what? And I I didn't even know that she was not a Catholic. <laughs> you mean know, everything? You know what I mean? I was like, you're better than most of the Catholics we have around here. Right. And then I was like, yes, go ahead. And she's like, yeah, I'm ready to become Catholic. I was like, oh. Okay. So, you know, we went to the process and everything. And in one of the, one of the students who came with her, she's, you know, because of COVID, we're doing RCI a little bit different this year. was like, Hey, she's going to be your catechist. And we're going to meet a couple of times. And, you know, she's going to be received to the church on um, Easter Sunday. That's amazing. <laughs> because it was the first time that she came to Mass at UK, It was Easter Sunday last year. Oh, wow,
1: that's beautiful. You know?
3: So it was like, yeah. she And then it's just like ready. and then that, I think that's for us. And uh, Father Nick, I think you have that. It's not that we do anything. You know, like we're just there. And I mean, God, yeah, sometimes we say something in a homily that is smart. It's like, yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. sometimes it happens, you know. and But that's what that person needed to hear at that time. Yeah. Uh-oh. And sometimes, you know, we prepare homilies. I don't even know why I'm going to say this, or you know, <laughs> even we say we we prepare something. In this piece, like say something else. And That's I'm
1: exactly like, what happened to me yesterday. I was i I'd read the gospel, and it was the. Um, what I preached on thousands, oh, not maybe thousands, but a lot. Um, yeah, you old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'll learn you. You'll get there, anyways. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it was the, uh, the gospel where Jesus says, "You know, f- you know, Peter, you know, in all his glory, he tries. To, you know, Jesus, I'm gonna do. I need to forgive seven times. Goes, no, seventy-seven. And then he tells the story about the uh, bad, ser- the bad uh, steward, and it was one of those. That I got to the end of the gospel and. I'd already had three different homilies prepared. I didn't use any of them because the Holy Spirit was like, "Yeah, no, this is a new idea, and I like this one better." So let's go ahead and preach this one. But it's amazing because, you know, the Holy Spirit, God is so active, especially in the liturgy. Yep. Um, you know, and as priests, we have a beautiful, a, a beautiful opportunity to be front and center with that, to be a part of that a lot of times. But it doesn't matter if you're in the pews or if you're at the pulpit. God is going to surprise you. And it's funny. There was one day where I had, um, and this happens every now and then, but I was, you know, said the words of consecration. I lifted the Eucharist up and I was sitting there looking at it and it just kind of hit me. I'm like, and obviously I already knew this, by the way, but it just hit me. I'm like, That's the heart of Jesus. Body, blood, soul, divinity, that is really Christ, and I'm holding the living, resurrected body of my Lord in my hands, and you're just like, wow. I've been a priest for a while. I've done again, Jermaine, we you know. But uh
0: so even as a priest, it's still as as eye opening oh, to you. There is that that's
3: the I don't know. Some you know, in a lot of the sacristes in our diocese have priests celebrate this mass as if it was your first mass, exactly. Your last mass, your only mass. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's the, the 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 wisdom of the church that we can't celebrate twenty masses in a day. Right. You know, because otherwise it would just be something
0: that is mechanic. be going through the motions. Yeah. Exactly.
3: But when you really, you know, and it's like, whoa, oh it has to walk. Like, whoa. It, it is indeed Jesus. Yeah. You know, and I think that even, you know, sometimes it's been a hard day. Sometimes, you know, maybe right before mass, you said something to somebody. That person got mad or whatever, you know, and you're like, you're insane or you're more or whatever. And then it was like, whoa, it is Jesus right here. Yeah. You know, so just, you know, we just have to, like,
0: whoa. There's still things happening in daily life. Huh? Absolutely, like, you're still human yes. where there's disagreements, or it gets hard, but you still show up. Yes. And, and sometimes,
3: it. you know, you just had a big fight with somebody, or, you know, or you said something that makes somebody mad or whatnot. And just like, you know, parents, sometimes we just have to tell people, you know, I think I told this story before, but it's like this kid came like, Father, you don't listen to me. Like, yes, I do. And some stuff that you say is pretty stupid, and I have to say no. And no is an answer. <laughs> you know, but like that's my that's my job to form people, you know, to Am I perfect? No. Do I have everything together? No. But I'm in a place that I can't form then. You know, if if God put me there, there is a gift of the Holy Spirit, not on my, you know, but God will take me in my weakness, in my talents, in my, you know, and do something there. Mm. And, and I think for us, I think, Nick, you can tell about this, you know, we, one thing that Bishop Toby would say to us is like, the world has a Savior and it you.
1: <laughs> it's not you. That's you right. know, and
3: it you. But we bring our talents and our gifts and our weakness to a parish for that time. Mm-hmm. And it gets to a point that we have to move on because my gifts and my talents and my whatever, it's needed in another place. Wow. You know? And then you go to the other place. So it's like... In a sense, the parish is not ours, we are there to serve Him for a couple of years.
1: It's funny because I I used to be a pastor, and, you know, people often ask me, you know, well, can't you wait to be a pastor again, or don't you want to be a pastor again? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is my answer. However, um, it's one of those that I, I get to serve Jesus Christ where I'm at. Doesn't matter what I, what my title is, and I will say, you know, yes, there is a prideful part of me inside me, that sinful part that sometimes is like, ooh, I would love to have that title so I could do this or this or that. And
3: I would do my way,
1: exactly. But then the Holy Spirit kind of you know hits me in the back of the head sometimes literally, but that's a whole other story. And <laughs> um, <laughs> says, "You're where I want you at this point. Um, you are a priest of Jesus Christ." What more do you want? And it's just like, just do the ordinary things. It
3: was one day I was talking to Bishop Spouty in the car. He's like, oh, Father, you know, whenever you have your parish, whenever you're a pastor, I said, Bishop, I have my people and I have, I mean, I'm a pastor right now. Exactly. Maybe my title now is a chaplain, but yeah, yeah, I have my people to take care. And they are pretty darn the good good I mean sometimes just, uh, just leave me alone I'm good <laughs> right
0: wow well to find in that place where we know we're, we're, we're called to serve uh, for, for Jesus Christ whatever it is no matter the title but just to find the humility there uh, thank you Father Nick for being a guest on the show for sharing your testimony and uh, just for your love for, for what you do and who you are um yeah, we appreciate it.
1: Definitely, I'm glad I could be here.
0: Um, and thank you to everyone in our listening audience. We hope you enjoyed what you heard today. That you related in some way. Uh, just finding that joy in uh, service and and truly giving to other people and, and whatever vocation uh, that might be. Uh, just to, to find that love for others. Uh, remember, you can find our podcast wherever you get your show by searching for "Belonging for Young Catholic Adults." Uh, special guest. Special thank you to our guest Tosa father gervon as well for all his insight for jim chandler for all he does my name is zach jansen thank you for listening to belonging on nashville catholic radio